I'm really excited to see you here today. If it's your first time here today, uh, I just want to welcome you. This is a, hopefully people have already welcomed you. Hopefully you feel uh, welcome here. We want to be hospitable to those who come in because we are here to celebrate what Jesus Christ has done for us. And it's an amazing thing. And most of these people you'll see around here are pretty excited about it, regardless of what they've been through. And boy, we've been through a lot uh, in the last year or two. Um, but we're still moving forward because we know the end of the story. We've read the end of the book. It goes really well for Christ followers, really, really well. And so if you're not a Christ follower today, you'll have that opportunity. Uh, if you are, praise God for what he's done for us. You know, I have, I have some friends, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> who speak Russian. Uh, there's a, you guys probably know there's a pretty decent sized Russian and Slavic community here in Clark County, and I've got some friends who speak Russian. I thought to myself, I'd like to learn how to speak some Russian so that I can kind of converse with them. I, I mean, they speak English, but I wanted to converse with them in Russian. It seemed like it'd be a nice thing to do. Uh, these are nice guys. In fact, quite a few of the people who helped us set up this building um, are of Slavic descent and speak either Ukrainian or Russian. I don't know what the difference is between the languages. They seem pretty close to me to the year, which they all just sound, I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I, I downloaded this app called Duolingo and I started working on it. And so I'm going to preach in Russian. No, I'm not. Really, I'm just Herbert's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I probably understand you about as much as I normally do. Uh, no. Uh, so I started learning some Russian vocabulary and there's only one problem with it. And that is Russian is hard, really, really hard, right? Like, have you seen the alphabet? Makes no sense. There's like symbols up there, there's like emojis in it. I don't know what's going on with their alphabet, but it's very different than ours. Uh, and it's not like Spanish, right? With Spanish, you can get in pretty easy because there's a bunch of words that are basically words that we use in English, which is like an O at the end, right? Like rapido, I'm like, that means rapid, I bet. Yes, it does. It does, rancho, rancho, like this ranch or the rancho. Okay, or macho, which I think is the same in both. Um, so Spanish was a lot easier, although I never really learned that very well. Um, but after trying to learn Russian for a while, uh, I, I quit. I quit. After all, my friends already spoke English. It seemed like a nice thing to do, but I'm not that nice. It was, it was a lot of work. So I just quit, right? So I, I spent this time, I got this app, I'm working on it. At the end of the day, I had nothing really to show for it, not much. I learned how to say, you're stupid, I think, in, in Russian. But they taught me that, I didn't even get that from the app. They just kept saying it to me. Um, and I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, I don't want to say. Um, so anyway, um, I never want to treat my relationship with God like I treated learning Russian which is to say, I don't want to give a half effort in my walk in the kingdom and quit when it gets hard to do, right? I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't want to, uh, to be someone who is not fully committed uh, because when it's hard, that's when God comes there more. That's when the Holy Spirit comes more. The, it's hard to do a lot of the things that we do for the Lord, and I couldn't do any of them without the power of the Holy Spirit, but we want to do the things that are hard all the time, work our whole lives with all of our heart, being consistent in everything that we do. Because at the end, I want to get the best reward that I can imagine. I think you do too. I want to hear what the Lord said to his faithful servants, right? Jesus tells us his parable about this master who has these servants and, and the ones that were faithful. This is what he said, Matthew 25, 23. By the way, there's Bibles in front of you in those seats. If you don't have a Bible at home, take one of those home. We want you to have the Word of God in your home. Those are free. You don't owe us anything. We just love for you to have one of those. Matthew 25, 23, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now, <clears throat> if you don't hear that and think to yourself, there's nothing I want to hear more. Not for my wife or my husband to say, I love you. Not for whatever it is, not for the lottery person to say, you just won a billion dollars, but this, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That should be the thing that we're looking for. That's the goal. That's the prize. That's the prize for Christ follower. I want to be pleasing in any way I can to the Lord who saved me because I was a great sinner and God saved me. To have his pleasure and his affection from the one who died for me, 
and rose again, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing more important than that. Because I can just tell you, most of you know that this, but my sins were great. They were more than I could bear. I remember when the Lord allowed me to feel just a taste of the weight of my own sin and then showed me that he was finding me and that he was bringing me out of it and that he was forgiving me. It was an incredibly intense time. And every day from then until this one, my life is completely dedicated to him because I know what it feels like to be saved. I want to live for him. He made me his own child. So I want all of us to be that way. Because I've had a hundred hobbies or interests or little things that I've been interested in doing that have come and gone, right? Uh, you know, I don't know if all of you have been this way. I may be worse than other people, but something will come in. I'll be into it. It'll last a little while, and I'll be like, nah, I don't have time for that anymore. That's the way I am with a lot of things. But I don't want to be that way with my walk with the Lord. Oh, it's a hobby. It's something I'm into for a little while. It seems really great. I come in. I, I read the word a little. I get baptized. I do whatever. But then stuff gets in the way, and off I go, and I forget about Jesus. I don't want to be that person. We're not going to be that church. Because this is the king of kings we're talking about. The Christ, the Savior of the world, who calls you, if you're his, calls you his friend. Yeah, the person who created the universe calls you his friend. It's a God who empowers me and you and allows me and you to work for his kingdom. That's a pretty amazing thing. I want to be a faithful servant. I want us to be faithful servants because there are rewards for those who are faithful. And I'm not bringing this up because all you should care about is the rewards. But if you understand God giving rewards, you have to understand it in terms of when you are receiving rewards from the Lord, he is showing his pleasure with you. You are deepening your relationship with him. You are coming closer to him. So those rewards aren't about you being above other people or having more stuff than other people in heaven or something like that. Like, hey, here's mine, here's yours, and let's compare so we can once again get into this ladder system that we have on this earth. That's not what it's about. It's about having that deep, intense relationship where God appreciates and shows affection that with the things that he gave you, because it's all his, that you did something with it. Listen to this. This is out of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3. We're going to read about 10 verses, 5 through 15. It says this, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? And some of you are like, yeah, who is Apollos? He's a preacher. But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. This is our warning. Take heed how you build on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, or straw, it says in this translation, each one's work will become clear. For the day, and if you can look in your scripture there, it's probably capitalized, the word day, because this is the day, the day where you'll be before Christ. The day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So there will be some of us who will come before the Lord on that day, the day, capital D, day. And he's going to look at your work because nothing is hidden from him. Okay. I'm talking about saved people here. I'm talking about people who are in the kingdom. We're going to go before them. And some of us, we're going to be like, here's our work. And the fire is going to come. And it's going to be wood, hay, and straw. It's going to burn up. And you're going to be empty-handed. And you're going to have nothing for him to reward you with. And others are going to come. And it's going to burn. And it's going to refine. At the end of the day, you have gold, silver, precious stones. And you will receive a reward. And to receive a reward from the Lord is an incredible thing. Because as I've told you many times, when we go to heaven, when we're in eternity, we are not sitting on a cloud with a diaper and a bow and a York peppermint patty. 
It's not what we're doing. Like, I, why would anyone even want to do that? Like, that's not even like a thing. Like, boy, I can't wait till I get that diaper. It's like the thing most of us are trying to avoid, right? Like, I'm just hoping, Lord, take me before the diaper, right? Not eternity in a diaper. That's not my thing, okay? The fact is, is that when we get to heaven, you think that what you do now is significant? You think that what you do now is, is giving you joy? And what, when you're in heaven, you're going to be living a real life, fully you, moving forward, doing things. And if you have rewards, if God says, look how faithful you've been, he's going to give you more stuff, more exciting stuff to do. If you don't, yes, you'll be saved, but as through fire. As I've heard it said before, it's kind of like a bird coming through and his tail feathers are still like on fire, flaming, right? You got in, but everyone's like, that guy's butt is on fire, right? <laughs> like, not great. There's some, there's some lost supper there. So we as believers, we're seeking the reward because the reward is something that we're doing for the one that we love. If you love someone, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, parents, whoever, friends, you want to please them. You want, you want to show your affection for them by doing things that please them. With God, it's like that times a million. What has he done for you? Well, he's saved you. You're not going to hell. You don't have a friend that's done that for you. Your wife, your husband, they didn't do that for you. They can't do that for you. But Jesus did. So we want to please him. We want his affection. We want the reward. Because he's going to ask you, what have you done with what I gave you? And I've met most of you, and he's given you a lot. And you're thinking, ah, shucks. No, really, he's given you a lot. Some of you are thinking, yeah, I know. Um, that may be a problem if you think that. But listen, he's given you a lot. You have been given many gifts, many gifts. He expects for you to put those to work for the kingdom, for the people who he loves. He expects you to serve the Lord and those he loves. That's what he expects. What we build matters. Our labor matters because as the scripture says, each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. That's just you standing there, okay? This is the part where just you're standing there. Your reward is going to be according to your labor. So think about the labor that you're spending your time doing as we kind of walk through this this morning and how much of it is about re eternal rewards, gold, silver, precious stones, and how much of it is just heaping up wood, hay, and straw because you don't want the fire to be burning too hot. I've got enough wood, hay, and straw in my life. I want to be building up gold, silver, precious stones. That's where I want to be. Every one of us will come before Christ on that day, capital D day, and our works will be tested by fire. So think about what you're building with. We want to stay away from the wood, hay, and straw. That's what the Christ life is about, just so you know. Okay, we get saved, and that's, that's such an important part of what we do and baptize. But then we start moving forward. We start getting more mature. We start moving deeper. We start doing the things that we need to do, and that's where we're building those rewards. That's where we're growing closer to Christ. That's where we're taking the talents talking about the parable of the talents, and he gives this much to one, this much to another, this much to, and some of them do something with it, and one of them doesn't do anything with it. That, that's what we're doing in the Christ life. We're not just getting saved and then sitting there and be like, okay, let's wait for heaven. Whoo, I hope it comes soon. I hope it comes soon. That's not what we're doing. Or looking up, you know, mouth breathing. When are you coming back? You got work to do. You got work to do. <laughs> Part of the call, part of the Great Commission is that we're to learn to do all that Jesus Christ has commanded us. It's about becoming more like him every day in so many ways. That's what we're to do. And that's what we're doing here. We are building in the kingdom as individuals and as the body of Christ. As this local expression of the body of Christ is Acts Church, those of you who have been called here, you are called to build with the people who are sitting by you. Some of them are online this morning. Some of them are here in the room. But we're called to be building together. We're working in his power for his kingdom, and God has given the increase. Now today I want to talk about what God has done in this church, because it's always his work, what he's done in 2021. And we're going to talk about what we're asking God, if it's his will, to do within this body in 2022. Because it's important that we recognize, we take a second, 
maybe more than a second, and recognize God's work. Recognize what he's done among us and through us. It's an important thing to do. I was talking last night with my barber, also my brother-in-law, that's who. Also known as Tim Olson back there at the soundboard. He's not back there right now because I don't know where he went. But anyway, he's, he's, he's talking about what God has been doing in his life. I'm like, Tim's been through a lot in his life. Uh, he's made some good choices. He's made some bad choices. And right now, God is doing things. And he's seeing the work of God. He's talking to people at his job. He's talking about Jesus. And he's like, he can't do necessarily all the apologetics type stuff where it's like, well, here's why you believe and what he does. Some of that. But at the end of the day, he says, well, what I can tell you is what Jesus is doing in my life. And it's amazing what Jesus is doing in his life. And he said, I could not be doing the things I'm doing right now without God. It's all God. That's what I want to see for you all. That's what I want to see for me. I want us to be living lives where we have to just say, look, this could not be happening without God. I could not be here without God. You would be in your beds right now instead of sitting in this room without God or watching online or whatever. God is the one who's driving it. God is the one who's doing the work. We want to see many people, many, as many as he'll possibly give us. We want him to pour out till we can't handle it. People coming to know the love of Jesus Christ through the work that we do, through our labor, that we do in his power and for his kingdom. Now, the first thing I'm going to do this morning, well, not the first thing, I've been talking for 10 minutes, but the first thing I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pass out this infographic, and somebody's got them. Susan's got some of them. She's going to start passing them out. They look like this. Bam! Pretty, isn't it? I made this for you, okay? You're going to get one of these. It's going to take a minute, and I'm just going to sit here. Are you coming now? Get you an infographic. That's a new word to me. This is, this is just a few things that you're going to see on this piece of paper. A few of the things that I wanted to sort of highlight that God has done through Acts Church this year. Okay. And it's all the work of God. All right, we're getting there. Anybody not get one? Raise your hand if you did not get one. Patrick, I don't care if you got one. I wanted to make sure. That... All right, let's start at the top. 37 baptisms this year, most of which have happened in the last few months. Let me tell you something. I think that most of us that have been in the Lord a long time would work all year, tithe all year, volunteer all year, do all that stuff if we could see one person come to know Jesus Christ. If we could see one person get baptized. That's how important one person coming into the kingdom is. We've had 37 people get baptized this year. It's amazing. You guys can clap for that. That's an amazing thing. Whenever we do things that are on the wall in the lobby, okay, the Great Commission, I'm going to read it. You ready? Let's read it, because I read it regularly. Then, oh, I'm sorry, let's not start there. Let's start here. Verse 18, Matthew 28. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's when we baptize people, we are literally doing the Great Commission. What Jesus told you to do. Gold, silver, precious stones. I'm telling you, when we're seeing people come into the Lord, come into the church, come to know Jesus and get baptized, we're seeing rewards. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. The next one on there is about service, volunteer hours. Okay. I, I counted, I started counting, I think there's a lot more than this, okay? But I just kind of had to start doing a little bit of math, and once I do a little bit of math, I'm like, that's enough math, okay? That's how I am. So 2,500 hours, 150,000 minutes of people for free coming in and serving and giving their time. I can tell you this, this body does not work without everybody doing their part without everybody doing what they do. We have a bunch of volunteers. I don't know how, how many we have exactly that work in all our ministries. I didn't count all that up because we have a lot. 
But that's like 100 people giving 25 hours this year, I guess, on the low side. I think it's a lot more than that. That means that people did something other than all that glitters in the world. You could be doing anything. You could be watching Netflix. You could be hiking and experiencing the joy of the... But people in the Northwest, they're really into hiking. I don't understand. It's just walking. You can see those pictures online of whatever you're going to see. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But anyway, it's easy for fat guys to say, like, hiking. Give me Google. I'll sit there and have a soda. Anyway, um, there's many things you could be doing, and instead you're serving the Lord. That's what God's going to look at. What did you do with what I gave you? What did you do? And you see all of that. If I had to guess, I would say that those who have given their time this year to serving the Lord and to serving you all and to serving other people would say that that was probably about the best time that they spent last year, is the time that they know is going to rewards that are eternal. You've got to think about that. You're going to have a lot of hours. I also didn't do the math on how many hours you have in a year. It's a lot. As many of those as you can spend serving the Lord, those are the ones that are going to have an eternal impact. So you should think about what you do with your hours. All right. The next one down, orientation graduates. So this year we reached 100 graduates of orientation. That's all-time uh, orientation graduates. And it's a lot of work. Orientation is a lot of work. Let me tell you about it. It's a 10-week program. How many of you have done orientation? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Online? Okay, I see that hand. I see. No, I can't see you online. But I know there's a bunch of you who have. Listen, it's 10 weeks. You've got to go through 10 lessons. Each week you do a lesson. And then every day, the days that you don't have a lesson, you get texted to you, or probably we use the app now to do it. We send you a daily devotional that's a video that's probably somewhere about eight or ten minutes that you get to watch every day that's consistent with the lesson that you've just heard that week. It's a really cool thing, and it really it gets you on the same page as your brothers and sisters at Acts Church. For some of you, a lot of it might be review. I doubt that anyone would go through it all and not have heard something they haven't heard before, but it kind of puts us all in the same place so that we all kind of have this base knowledge so that we can move forward as we're teaching on Sundays, as we're teaching life groups, and so on. It's a really important thing that we ask our people to do, but it is hard to do because you've got to do it for 10 straight weeks in order to graduate. Here's what the weeks are titled, the, the messages. First one's called, Why the Church? A fair question. Number two is, What is the Church? Why Confession and Repentance? Next one's called, Baptism and Communion, if you want to understand those better. The next one is called, Christian Meta Narrative. That's fancy. Meta narrative. Next one's called body, soul, spirit. The next one's called community and service, and then church calling, then spiritual gifts, then spiritual disciplines. You go through all that, plus you get all these daily devotionals, and you get to graduate from orientation. And part of that is recognizing your call to a local expression of the body of Christ. Normally speaking, that call ends up being to Acts Church, although there are, there's at least, I can think of at least one occasion where it's like, no, I don't think I actually am called to this church, and then that person wouldn't want to find the church that they're actually called to. Either way, it's good for you. It's good for you. It's good for our church to do it. So we're planning to begin a session in the next couple of weeks. We were going to do it starting the 8th, but I think it'll have to be at least a week later than that. But if you have not done orientation, there's an orange card in front of you. Fill it out and say, I want to do orientation so we can get you on the list so you can start that up. If you're online, uh, email Susan, susan at axchurchnw, like Northwest, dot O-R-G. Okay? Do that, and she'll get you on the list. Next thing I want to celebrate that's on this list is the Axe Kids Ministry. We are dedicated at this church to helping parents teach their children the gospel. Helping parents teach their children the gospel. That's, we're not like public schools where we want to be the children's parents and just tell them, not let you be involved. We're trying to assist you in teaching your children the gospel and teaching your children scripture that they can grow up together in a community, in a family like this church and know Jesus and be prepared. There's few things I can think of that are as important as preparing our children and making them strong now in the truth because Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the Lord. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And we got we to gotta get that into them before they have the opportunity for the world to come and try to destroy them. And so we're very, very serious about our program down in Acts Kids, and we have almost tripled the number of children in Acts Church from the first three months of 2021 to the last three months of 2021. So 289%. 
I'm not a mathematician, but that's a lot. It's a lot of percent. That's not 299 kids. Oh my goodness, I don't know what we would do with that. But it is 299%. Okay, I hope we do. I hope we get many more than that. We'll need a bigger building. Uh, but it's been an incredible um, growth Part of, our, part of our growth in the church is to see so many more kids. So I appreciate those of you who have been very fertile um, and those of you who have come. <laughs> I do. It makes more kids for us. Um, I'm not going to explain how that works, but um, we're, we're excited for those who have brought their children here. Uh, to learn down the next kids for 289% amazing amazing stuff next one is on the end times class which we started as uh, it was actually somebody said hey can we do a study on the end times and I thought okay and so I got Dr. David uh, Robinson the chairman of our elders and, and Pastor Dave my dad uh, and Scott Robertson said hey do you guys mind doing this class I said sure we were thinking maybe 10 12 weeks we are now 47 full sessions and I think some some other sessions as well that happened during the summer into this study, and it's still going strong. Um, one, of the, one of the really uh, successful uh, opportunities for teaching at this church has been this end times session. It's not just like, they're not reading the left behind books, okay? This is like serious, serious Bible study. Okay, this is, they have been doing this for over a year now, and I've, I'm really impressed with the number of people who continue to come every week. It's, say, I say they come. It's on Zoom, so they're sitting on their couch, generally speaking, holding their cat and doing this, but that makes it easy. So those of you who want to get involved in that, all of that is available. All of it is available online uh, on the app, so if you want to get into that, start watching. You've got 47 sessions to catch up and then you can join them. And by the time you catch up, they'll probably be at 55 or 60, uh, but it's a really important one. Let's skip that next section where we talk about elders and staff and deacons. I'm gonna come back to that, and let's go to uh, the YouTube. YouTube. Um, what's really cool is that we have now gotten to the point this year, we have over 700 videos available on YouTube. There's a whole lot of teaching. There's a whole lot of stuff there for you to be able to access. Most, if not all of that stuff, at least most of it is also on the app, but it's there on YouTube, and we get people from all over the place who are connecting with our stuff and who are hopefully growing closer to Jesus because of what we do at this church to create that content and put it on YouTube. So that's pretty exciting. The one under that is the uh, Contemplate Podcast, which this is, this is a resource that I feel like is really underutilized. I don't know how many of you used to listen to the radio uh, to preach it on the radio. Uh, I don't remember what the channel is, 97.3, 93 point something, I don't know. I don't listen to the radio anymore, generally speaking. My wife still does, but I don't. But we basically set these up kind of like radio sessions. They're about 20 minutes long. And Ron Hagelgans um, was faithful and put all of these together. We're up to, I believe, 300, 301, 301 episodes now. And this is, a, this is something you can use. It's like drive time. If it takes you about 20 minutes to get to work, it work out. If you work out for about 20 minutes, which is 19 minutes too long, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll stand up. That's about where it's going these days. But uh, no, if you work out or if, you, if you're driving or whatever, these are great because they're, they're by long sermons, but they're edited down into a smaller uh, section or put into several of these uh, Contemplate episodes. And it'd be great if you guys would use that, would share that. Uh, it's an important resource for you. So I hope that you guys will use that. Uh, let's get over to the right side of that and talk about the app. The app. So... There were 3,993 media plays on the app this last year, which is a lot. That's, you guys are doing a lot of studying outside of this building, which is great. Some of that is uh, people who watched online. I think most of our people watch it online when they're watching on YouTube or Facebook. And I didn't get the Facebook numbers. I don't care about Facebook. But there's a lot of people who do watch it on Facebook. But there was on the app almost, I think it was 4,000 by the time the year ended. Uh, I did this a couple days before that. Um, but 3,993 media plays. That means you guys are, are really working on it. You're really doing things outside of just being here, and that's important. That's important. Uh, the app, if you do not have it, you should download it. I guess there was a problem with it on the App Store. I'm getting that fixed, or on the Apple App Store. But this is where we message each other. This is where we do our prayer requests. This is where we do our announcements. This is, this is like the place where you connect with Acts Church. And it's really been working out well, and we're really happy with the app. But one of the things it's done, because it has an analytics section, has helped me to answer the age-old question. 
Who are more committed Christians? Android users or iPhone users? So we're going to talk about that, okay? How many of you are Android users? For those of you who don't know, if you don't have an Apple on your phone, you're an Android user, okay? Like, I don't know this blasted thing. It's just a, yeah, if you have a, if you can touch it and it doesn't have an Apple on the back, you're an Android user. How many iPhone users? All right. All right. Here we go, guys. The age-old question. Who are the more committed Christians? App downloads. Okay. This is people who have downloaded the app on these different platforms. For Android, there's 174 downloads of the app. iPhone, 140. You thought that was going to go a different way. You thought that was going to, the, the green bubble people have 174. The blue bubble people, 140. Now, that's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. Media place. That means that you came and watched a sermon or whatever it happens to be. Android, 1,000, oh no, I'm sorry. 1,177. 1,177 media place for Android users. 1,741 for Apple users. So there's less of them with the app, and they won in media plays by like 600 media plays. So it seems like since there's less of them, they're doing even more, Apple's looking pretty good, but it gets worse, Android users. You ready? <laughs> Actual app launches, meaning you turned on the app and did something, whether that was doing the daily Bible reading that you can do there, or that was messaging, or that was watching a sermon, or whatever it was. The number of times the app has been launched, Android users, 6,354 times in 2021. Apple users, 14,472 times. So, I'm going to be doing a series just for Android users to try to get you up to the maturity level of iPhone users, okay? That's... I've always thought it was a problem. I don't understand why people are using those things, but no, I'm kidding. I just thought that would be fun. Anyway, Android users, start using the app more. Okay. Fun times. If you're an Android user, I am kidding. People are like, is he being serious? I, I think I'm a serious Christian. You are. You're fine. You're fine. You just don't have good choice in technology. That's a different issue. All right. Last statistic on the page. 82% growth in average attendance in our Sunday morning service from the first three months of 2021 to the past three months. Um, so that's great. That's a, that's a great thing. A lot of churches have struggled coming out of the pandemic. Um, people are, and we still have lots of people who are online, but more and more and more of you have been willing to come back. As far as I know, we have not had a single uh, event where anyone has passed COVID here at the church. Not that I know of, not that I've heard of, that we haven't had that happen. So, that's, so the Lord has protected us, which is an amazing thing. And more and more of you have come back and been here in person. And by the way, this is a church, I know a lot of churches are like, they get real worked up about like the mask thing and vaccines and whatever. Listen, I don't care, okay? Wear a mask if you feel comfortable wearing a mask. No one will or should look at you like, oh, I can't believe you're wearing a mask and vice versa. You don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I'm not your doctor, okay? You don't call me for your other medical things. I'm not going to give you my opinion on this, okay? Just grow up and deal with it, whatever you want to do. But these people, they're going to be kind to you either way. They're going to be kind to you either way. I know some people are online, they feel like they can't be here because there's not enough mask wearing, or other people say, if anyone wears a mask, I'm not going because it means this thing, and politically, and blah, and all I can say is, look, I got, I've got work to do. That work is written on the wall in the lobby and has nothing to do with any of that stuff. So I'm going to move forward in Christ, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about that stuff. Don't bother telling me your opinion on it, even if you're a doctor, which none of you are, okay? So... Let's move on from all that. I just, I just want you to know, you're welcome to be here in person. Whether you wear a mask, don't wear a mask, whatever. Be here in person, okay? All right. Wonderful news. 82% growth from the first to the fourth quarter. That's really cool. I'm really excited to see more and more and more people come in. You know why? I want them to meet you. What my experience has been is that when people come here, whether they end up staying or whether they're just on vacation, visiting with a family member or whatever, they almost always, if I hear any report, it's these people were so welcoming. These people were so hospitable. And that's you all. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being that way. I hope that you'll continue to show hospitality to those who are visiting because they need Jesus. Now, I want to take a minute here to recognize all of you that have volunteered 
to serve the Lord at Acts Church. I recognize about myself that I don't always take the time to wrap. Like, I'm really happy about it, but I don't always let you know that. Some of you have done a lot of work in this past year, and I want to just recognize that. If you have volunteered this year, thank you from the bottom of my heart so much. We could not do what we do without you. Yeah. If I want to continue to only have to work on Sunday mornings, no, okay. I need more of you volunteers. No, it's been, it's been fantastic how much you guys have volunteered, working in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's really something amazing, but I really, I really want to thank you because you're giving of your time and your gifts to the Lord, and you have all worked so hard, so thank you. There's a couple, there's a couple people who I want to recognize especially. Uh, because of how consistently this year, and there are a lot of you, and if I don't say, don't be the kind of person who, if you don't get your name mentioned here, you're going to be upset about that. I don't think we have many of those here at Acts Church, so I just want to mention a couple people who have really kind of, in my opinion, gone, gone above and beyond. Unpaid people who come in here like almost too much, and you're like, okay, like you don't have to do all that. We'll get somebody else to do it, but one of them is, is uh, Scott Maxfield. He has been he like everything that I need done, built, or like, because there's a lot of stuff in this building. He's just like, sure, I'll do it. He's, you know how like dogs are like everything? They're like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. That puke right there, I'll eat that. That, that looks good, right? They're like, he doesn't eat pukes. God doesn't do that. But he is, he is that kind of faithful. He's that kind of faithful. He is, he is consistently doing so much stuff, offering to do so much stuff, and he's going to be so upset that I'm talking about it because he's not the kind of person who wants any recognition. Too bad he's sitting back there. Everyone look at him. Yeah. yeah. The other person who I want to mention who is not paid and who does so much work that you guys never see is Dr. David Robinson. Dr. David is consistently, almost every week, he's having multiple people that he is ministering to and that he is, and he is teaching. He also helps teach or mostly uh, teaches the, the end times uh, study. He's consistently having people over to his home, whether it's people on staff, whether it's people in the church, a lot. And when I, when I was sitting there thinking about how many hours Dr. David puts in for free, in fact, he pays for it because he gives, of course, the church. Uh, how many hours he puts in for the kingdom. It really is phenomenal how much work that he does. So if you guys would give him a round of applause as well. Now, there are tons of others of you who give tons and tons of time. I just don't have time to mention everyone's name. And those two had paid me. So um, we're going <laughs> to... I want to talk for a second about how this church runs, because some of you are new. Some of you have not been here. It's 11, 12 already. Dang. All right. Uh, hopefully we'll get through this. Uh, some of you are new. You don't know how the church runs. You, you see, like, I'm up here doing this thing, and, like, it all just kind of happens, but you don't know what's going on in terms of what we would call ecclesiology, right? Our theology of the church, essentially, to make it real simple, instead of using $5 words, what the Bible says about how churches should run. That's how we run a church. Go figure, right? All of our stuff we take from the scriptures. So the way this church is run is that we are elder-led. We're elder-led. What that means is we have a group of elders who are responsible for leading this church spiritually. They are the ones who are praying for you. They are the ones who are your spiritual leaders in this church. They are the ones who are uh, helping the church move forward praying, listening to the Lord. Uh, they are the ones who, who set the budget. They're the ones who, who, uh, uh, who found me and said, yes, we believe God has called you to do what you do, all that kind of stuff. That's the elders, okay? They're responsible. We also have a group of deacons who are in many ways the pillars of this church in terms of getting the work done. There are, many of them are leaders of different ministries, and they do the practical work of Acts Church. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring them up here. Now, not all of them are here. Some of them are online today or not here because I don't know why they wouldn't be here, but I'll talk to them about it later. Um, but I want to bring the elders and the deacons up front so you guys can start coming up. Uh, if you're an elder or a deacon, they're just going to stand up here. Because I, if you don't know who they are, you need to know who they are. You need to get to know these people. These are the people who are loving you, praying for you, uh, you know, serving you, and doing all that kind of stuff. Our elders are Dr. David W. Robinson, Dave Vanderplug. There's a lot of Daves. Uh, Dan Carlson, Roger Metcalf, 
Randy Conrad, Todd Egger, Scott Robertson, and me. The deacons are Julie Cook, Tiffany Robinson, who can't come up because she's in the back back there, uh, Catherine Conrad, Terry Angel, Melanie Robertson, and Susan Carlson. So they're not all here, obviously. I named more names than you see here. But these are the ones that are, can come up this morning. Some of them may be down working with kids or who knows what. Um, but these are the leaders of the church who servant lead you. They are here to serve you. They are here to lift you up. They are here to watch over you. They are the ones who are praying when there's difficulty. Every time we have an elders meeting, we're going through the list of what are the prayer needs in this church. What's going on? And we're bringing those prayer needs. We're praying for you. We're also planning for this church and all the things that happen. So if you guys would give them a round of applause. And I want to take a second and just pray for our leaders. So let's pray together. Father, I pray for the leaders of this church. I pray that you give them strength, that you empower them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that they would day by day recognize more and more the enormity of the calling and the specialness of the calling to serve other people. Lord, that we would never forget that leadership is service and that we are here for the people that you have called to this church to serve them, to guide them, to lift them up, to teach, to come alongside and to be a shield wall against the enemy going into the world, breaking down the gates of hell and bringing the captives to know you, Jesus, and teaching them, baptizing them, teaching all that you've commanded. Lord, thank you for the elders and the deacons. We love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right. You all can have a seat. All right. Uh, the next uh, thing that happens is the elders, they have recognized a calling that I had. That story you probably know, and if you don't, I'll tell it some other time. Um, I was in Tennessee practicing law, originally from here, went to Fort Vancouver High School, go Trappers. Um, nobody? Nobody? All right. We got a trapper. Yeah. People are like, that's a terrible school. It really has become a terrible school. So that's, that's not, not my fault, okay? Uh, it was good when I was there. Uh, anyway, and came up here and got, felt called from practicing law full-time into the ministry. Uh, had to make up for those sins. So uh, they, they recognized that. And what, and what the elders do is my job is to organizationally run the church on a day-by-day basis, okay? And so part of what I need to do that and we need as a church to do that is a staff. And so we have a staff and we, boy, do we have a staff. We have a staff that is just incredible. They're incredible. And I don't know if you know this, but if you go into most churches that are our size right now where we are, they don't look like this. They don't operate like this. They can't. Because they don't have what we have. What God has given us something very special in this staff that we have. So I'm going to bring the staff up. Go ahead and start walking up your staff. Um, this is our staff for 2022. Uh, we have Susan Vanderplug, John Robinson, Patrick Murdoch, uh, Dr. Dave Robinson, Pastor Dave, uh, Todd Roy, Daniel Robinson, Deanne Van Branken, Tiffany Robinson, and of course myself. Who are we missing? We got them all up here. All right. I want to talk about these folks for a second, and then each one of them is going to give a five-minute sermon. I didn't tell them that. Susan Vanderplug here in in the middle. I don't ever get that kind of reaction, Susan, so good job. I know I'm not. I know I could not be. Uh, Don't have the energy. Uh, She's our executive assistant and office manager. If you need to get a hold of me, she's the one you go to, Susan at actschurchnw.org. She has my calendar. She helps me to stay doing the things I need to do and be on task. She kind of manages the office. She does, she does everything, basically, that there is that could possibly be done. She does a lot of that stuff. And so she is, has been here the longest, I think, it's been 40 years. How long has it been? It's been a long time. She has been here for, I believe, what, about 15 years. Got to be. Yeah, pretty close. She doesn't, math isn't her thing either, apparently. I don't know. Remember. Since whenever River Rock started, 2001, 2000, I know we're not supposed to say River Rock, but whenever that started back in the day, the Susan's been here ever since then. Um, the next one is John Robinson, is our newest staff member. He's sitting right here. 
John is our, John was an elder and he's been an elder until just this last month when he moved to staff and we don't have people do both at the same time. Um, and so uh, John is our executive pastor. John is the person who works with the staff to make sure everything gets done. So basically John is the person who allows me to dedicate more of my time to teaching and visionary servant leadership and the things that, uh, that we want to move forward with as a church. I need John to go do all the other stuff. And so he does that. He is excellent, excellent. He's only been here a couple weeks, and he's already, he's already showing uh, his mettle uh, and doing a great job. The next person is Patrick Murdoch. And then we move on. No, I'm just kidding. Patrick. <laughs> Patrick is our youth leader and young adult coordinator. He's responsible for organizing events uh, and teaching our youth and an awful lot of other things. When you're the youngest one on staff, you have to make coffee. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. So actually, we don't make him make coffee. He's not very good at it. But Patrick, Patrick has wanted to serve the Lord in vocational ministry for as long as I've known him. And I've known him since he was like in high school. And that, that wasn't that long ago, I guess. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. It's about five or six years ago, um, and he is, he is growing and learning to be a faithful man of God, and it is an amazing thing to see. So um, that's Patrick. Dr. Dave Robinson, uh, good-looking fella here. Some say he looks kind of like me, which is, you know, would make sense because he's my dad. Um, he is a senior pastor emeritus here, which means that he is he has about 40 years plus of senior pastoring experience, and when you get the emeritus, that means that you have the title, but you don't have to do all the stuff anymore. Um, so it's, a, yeah. <laughs> he does a good deal, though, of teaching and counseling for our church and many other things. Basically, he is the one who I, who I am able to go to when I need an awful lot of things, including the decades of experience in ministry that he has that, that helped this church to have a real solid foundation and having lots of experience. So, good for, for Dr. Dave. Todd Roy is uh, bald. Um, it's, he's, he's lost his hair. That's what it's like working here. That's what happens to you. Todd's our outreach coordinator. He is the one who connects with new people when they come in. He is the one that goes out and meets people and connects them to X Church. He's kind of the connector. That's what he does. He's got, he's got that kind of salesman's without the greasy kind of thing, salesman thing. He's got the like nice salesman thing, and he he's always wants to be a salesman for Jesus. And so Todd does a great job with that. <laughs> Daniel Robinson. Daniel, yeah. Daniel Robinson is fired. I didn't want to do it in front of everybody. No, kidding, kidding, kidding. kidding. Daniel is our worship leader. That would be horrible. That would be so terrible. Uh, he is our worship leader, uh, and he's the one who brings uh, the excitement for us at worship on Sunday morning. Maybe too much excitement sometimes. We, we've, looked into, we've looked into a chemical uh, you know, solution to that problem. We're, we're going to see what we can do. No, he's our worship leader. He leads... The worship team provides pastoral care to the worship team, leads us on Sundays in worship, and a number of other things, including he does a lot of uh, like premarital counseling and things like that. He likes to do the weddings and stuff. Um, that's not really my thing, uh, but he, I mean, I like weddings. I just, you know, it's not my thing all the time, okay? Don't get mad at me, but he likes to do it. So he does some of that. Um, so yes, that's Daniel. It's a great job. Deanne Van Breken here in the middle. Old... Most people call her Aunt Deanne. That's just what she goes by um, for most people. She is our Axe Kids leader. She prepares the curriculum, schedules, and trains volunteers, goes down there into the battle every single week. She's getting to be up here. She usually comes early while the worship team is practicing so she can worship during, while they're practicing because she usually doesn't get to be with us for that because being the Axe Kids leader means that she's mostly always downstairs with your kids. And you know what that means, those of you who have kids. Yes, give her a big hand. Then there's Tiffany Robinson, my wife. Uh, she's in the back right now. She can't come out here. So Tiffany is our media lead. 
That means she leads a team that does everything from run sound, uh, for worship and teaching on Sundays, to organizing everything you see on the screen back here uh, on Sundays, to running the live streams, to editing and posting the sermons and other teaching things that we do, to doing stuff with the website, to doing stuff with the app, uh, to making Christmas guru videos. She does all of that. And leads that team that does all of that. It's a, it's a lot of work. Um, and then there's me. I'm the teaching pastor, which means uh, I am the main teacher for our church, and I'm responsible for all these people and the operations of the church. And it is a blessing and a pleasure to uh, be able to do that for you. So thank you so much. Hard worker, yes. Intelligent, yes. Compassionate, unbelievable. And this last year has been a horrible time in many ways for David. Because when you hurt, he hurts. And when we had the deaths that took place this last year, it took a toll on David. It really drained him. You have no idea how much he loves and cares for every single one of you and how much compassion he has. And God has given us a very special servant Amen. in David. Amen. And I, I know I'm prejudiced. <laughs> oh, uh, we are too. We love you yeah. too. <laughs> and this, I'm not prejudiced. He has grown in his preaching, teaching, understanding, his ability to lead a church. God has gifted him beyond measure. And you look at the stats, and you tell me if God isn't showing fruit through this man. Thank you. I, please, yeah. Thank you. Praise God. God has done, God has done amazing things and has, and has gifted. The truth is nothing happens without everybody doing what they do, right? And I do appreciate uh, that, and it is a blessing to be able to work. Uh, you all can go have a seat now. Um, it is an incredible honor to serve the Lord with you, alongside you, uh, to be in the trenches with you. It is true that it is hard when difficult things happen. Uh, and, it's, and I think all of us uh, feel that. I think this church is, is one body in a real and significant way in that we feel it. We feel it together. You might as well not stand back there. It's going to be a few more minutes. Um, just He's like, hey, it's time to go. It's 1127. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Um, we're going to keep going. Um, yeah, we got, we got a few more things to talk about here. So uh, I want to talk about uh, 2022 because I want to talk about what I want this to look like next year. Uh, now, it's the Lord who wills. It's the Lord who works, okay? But we can ask him and we can be faithful, right? We can ask him to do things. So what I want to see in 2022 is I want to see every single one of these things increasing. Every single one of them. And I want to see them increasing by many times. Not 37 baptisms. I want to see 300 baptisms. I want, to see, I want to see 100 more people go through orientation. I want to see multiple services on Sunday mornings uh, until we get to the point where we're doing services here, maybe even getting another site somewhere in this area where we can, where we can have multiple uh, places where people can come because some of our people are very far away, come all the way to this place. And so we might want to see that happen. We want to see, we, look, I just want us to be faithful in the little things. Faithful in the little things. Because when we're faithful in the little things, God does great things. And there's nothing that he can't do. We're not trying to be the church with the most people or the church that's the most popular or the church that we don't care about any of that. What we want to do is we want to be the church that's always growing in the way that God wants us to grow. Okay? That starts here with ourselves growing. And then we see the fruit that comes from that. That's all we want. And when we've been faithful, I've seen God work. That's the bottom line. I need to be faithful I need to grow in the things I need to grow in. You need to be faithful. You need to grow in the things that you need to grow in. It's a couple of things we're planning to do this year. If the Lord wills it, 
One is I'm planning to put out two podcasts, video podcasts. They'll be on uh, YouTube and they'll be on the app and they'll be, so you can either watch the video of it or you can listen. It'll be on the podcast channels that you listen to. Two of those a week, a few blog posts, maybe three blog posts a week. So I'm getting more and more teaching out there so that we're getting, so we can grow more and more this year. And I want you guys to think about what it looks like to be faithful in little things. At the bottom of the sheet, you've probably already noticed, it says, my commitment. That's not my commitment, that's your commitment. And I want to tell you what these things mean. The first one has got five lines. Five lines. That is for you to write the names of five people. Five people that you're going to start praying for and praying about, and that you're going to start talking to about Jesus, and that you're going to start inviting to church or to life group, or to both, and that you're going to be tenacious. You're going to continue to invite them until they come here, find Jesus, get baptized, and learn all that he has commanded them, or they start avoiding you. That is the goal, okay? We don't have a lot of time, guys. And you're the one who God put in the people's lives who you're going to write on this. You're the one he wants to use. You have the shield wall here. You can bring them in. So that we can all together minister to them. But you got to be that first contact and you got to be tenacious about it. This is your job. It's, a, it's I do what I do. You do what you do. That person is what they, we all do our thing as the body of Christ. Part of our job is to write five names down. I'm going to be doing it too. And trying to get those people to know Jesus, to be a part of Acts Church. Bring them to life group if that's easier. Bring them here if that's easier. Watch it with them online if that's easier. Whatever it is. But get them to the place where you've at least given them the gospel. Five people. I'm going to give you a second to write those down because that's, it's so important to me that you write that down. The point of this is that you can stick this on your refrigerator. Okay? And if your refrigerator is not big enough, fold it like that so you can still see the my commitment part. Okay? And boop, there it goes on the refrigerator. So go ahead and write those names. I'm going to give you a whole minute. Daniel, you can go up and start playing the piano so it doesn't feel so awkward. Dun, 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 or I'll do it. Here, you ready? How do you turn the song? Oh, there it is. Here we go. Yeah, you like that? It's a party trick. It's all I got. It's all I got. Loved that movie when I was a kid. All right. Keep writing. Five names. Not three, not two. Five names. If you don't know five people, get better at knowing people. Five names. It can be your family members. It can be whoever you want. This is really important. As you're doing that, I'm going to talk about the next part, the part that's on the right. There are several things here. For some of you, you have some next steps. Some of you are coming to church and being here with us, but you're only doing it however often. Or too many times you're going, I could be in person. It's one thing if you're online because you need to be online. You're out of town, you're sick, you're particularly, you have, you have issues that make it so that you can't be here. No problem. That's what it's there for. We wouldn't do it. We do it for those people. But there are some of you who could totally be here, but you wake up and you go, mmm, coffee, pajamas, couch, or get dressed, drive to church, it's cold, and sit there. Listen, there's only one choice. Get dressed and get to church. I want to recognize one other person actually as I talk about that. There's a person, because we, we take attendance, just so you know. I know exactly how many Sundays you have been at church for as long as you've been here. Did you know that? I know that. We have, when Susan's in the back with that iPad, that's what she's doing. Do, 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 do. And we don't do that because we're weird. Well, I mean, we're weird, but that's not why we do it. We do it so that if we see that you've missed a couple weeks, we can find out what's going on. We've had people who have like been, now ah, I was in the hospital and they didn't tell anybody and we didn't know. So we want to be able to check on people if they've missed a couple weeks. That's why we do it. But because we do it, I know how often you come. And there has been one person who basically never, ever misses church on a Sunday for years. Our best attender. And she's here today. She's here today. Go figure. I'm not going to tell you who it is because she's going to be very upset. Should I, should I say who it is? Cheryl Williamson, right back here in the back. Stand up, Cheryl. Cheryl is the most consistent attender of Acts Church. I don't even know how many years in a row now. Every single week. 
I've actually had to tell her, you should take more vacations. Like you, you need to spend some time. Um, but she is so consistent and it's a model for us. It's a model for me. Like we need to be consistent. If you have not been attending every time that you are not sick or on vacation, check this box for attendance. Now don't do it if you're not going to do it. This is between you and God. I'm not checking these. I'm not going over to your house and looking at your refrigerator and see if you have this and what you've checked. This is between you and God. If that's what you need to do is get more serious about being here every week, check the attendance box and then follow through on it. Follow through on it. Life group, same thing. If you're not in the life group and you need to get in the life group this year, check this box and make it happen. These are promises you're making to God. Do not make them lightly. Do not vow to God and not fulfill your vows. Okay? But if, you're, if that's the next step for you, the next one is Honduras. Some of you are ready to go to Honduras with us this year. We're going to be going, Lord willing, we're going to be going in July. Some of you have always been like, I'm not going to Honduras. They got weird food. I don't want diarrhea. The whole thing, right? It's part of the experience. Okay. It's part of, am I, amen? Those who've been to Honduras, it's part of the experience. It's what brings us close together. Okay. If, if that's you and you keep telling God, I'm never going to do it, watch out. Don't tell God what you're going to do. I just tell you that. I've seen people who say, I'm never doing that. Okay. You know, that's what you want to do. Challenge God. He, he's not going to win. Um, if that's what you need to do, check that. And then commit to going to Honduras this year. We have scholarships for those of you who feel like you can't afford it. Um, it is an incredibly special time where we minister. They've been having about 35 people a week at Acts Church Talonga, um, which is amazing. They also have about 50-something, 50, 50 52 kids regularly coming to the Boys and Girls Club that we have there. It's a lot of ministry going on there that this church is a part of. And we haven't been able to be there for uh, two years, a year. We weren't there last year. So um, this is going to be an incredible time. Check that box if that's what you're going to do. Next one is Bible reading. Listen, get into the habit of reading every day. If you miss a day, no problem, but get back on it. Get into the habit of reading the scriptures. On the app, all you got to do is go, and right at the bottom of the thing, there's a little Bible icon. Click it. It'll give you every day's reading. You'll get through the Bible in a year if you do that. And you don't have to read it. If you want to listen to it, just click it, push play. It'll play the day's Bible reading for you. It's that simple. I can't make it more simple than that. I guess I can come to your house and read it to you. If you don't want to do it that way, then pick an amount of time. 10 minutes. As little as 10 minutes. Just say, I'm going to read for 10 minutes each day. And just start reading. You know, you have 10 minutes. Everybody has, we all have 10 minutes. Okay. That's Bible reading. The last one is serving. If you are not serving, and when I say serving, I don't just mean, I would really like to, you know, you, you pick the thing. I'd really like to do some of the preaching. So if I, I'd serve if they let me do that. I'd really like to, you know, whatever. I don't care about that. What I, when I say serve, I mean, you serve where you're needed. And all of you know what that means. Acts kids. Okay. That's, that's where you're needed. That is where you're needed. We have had a problem. We have one of our uh, former Acts Kids le uh, leaders here in the church, Carrie Keist, has, has joined us this morning. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. We have always had a, yeah, give Carrie a round of applause. It's good to see her and, and Quattro's here too, I see. Uh, we've, we, have, uh, we have always had a problem having enough people to do the ministry for Acts Kids. And I understand why. It's difficult, right? Some of your kids, seriously, like, <laughs> dude. But anyway, I love them all, even the loud ones. Um, but it may be ask kids, it may be media, it may be running the camera, maybe whatever. But don't, don't come in with, I want to do only what I want to do, or I have these gifts and I only want to use these gifts. Come in with, hey, whatever this church needs, I'm called to this church, I'll do what I need to do. If that's you and you you're not doing that already, boom, surf. I would have put give on here, but I ran out of room and you guys complain when I do that. So I didn't, I didn't do that. Listen. Wood, hay, and straw, gold, silver, precious stones. You make the choice. This is, this is a daily thing. This is a daily thing. But if this church, if the individuals in this church are working together and with just gold and it's just silver and it's just precious stones, we're just piling it up, we're going to see as a body the Lord do things that will make this, will literally be being like, remember when it was only 37 baptisms? We do that every week now. You don't know. You don't know what God can do. He wants to save people. He wanted to save me. He wants to save your family. He wants to save your friends. He wants to save your coworkers. He's powerful to do it. He's given his life for us. Let's build up some gold, some silver, some precious stones. If you don't know Jesus this morning, when we start singing, you can come up, band. Come on up. When we start singing, if you go through these doors and right to the back, uh, Pastor Dave, uh, some of the elders, uh, some, of the, some of the folks in the church who love to pray, 
are going to be back there. David Horstead, some others that would love to lead you to Jesus, would love to pray with you. If you need prayer for other things, straight back through that door, straight into the prayer room, which is in the back corner there, and they would love to pray with you privately. Just, you don't have to make a big deal of it. As we sing and people are standing, just kind of make your way out and go out there and get some prayer today. I love you all. Let's stand together and let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for our infographic. To some people, it may seem small or insignificant. Lord, to me, every single precious person that is represented there is worth everything. What's worth you dying for and rising again. Lord, we live in the power of your resurrection. Lord, we pray for the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives. God, I thank you for empowering me to be able to serve. Lord, empower these people to work together as a body this year and forever till you come back, Lord. We may not be gawking at the sky, but God, in our hearts, we are waiting for your return. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. As we see the world crumbling around us, Lord, I pray you would give us the opportunity to bring the peace of you, the rock, the only foundation to people that they might not slip and fall in the mess of this world but that they might find you and find peace and love and adventure and excitement. God, you're so good. We love you, Lord. In your name, amen.